0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jay K podcast. Um, we have a very special guest. He sings in a very awesome band from LA called Constrict. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, yeah. Give me one second. Sorry.
0: No problem. Hold on. Take take your time. I, the I just gotta set it off. I,
1: I gotta set it off really quick. Hold on. All right. All right. Yeah. What's up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> uh, My name's Anthony. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Anthony XG, or I think I go by a different name. But yeah, I sing and constrict. I play in uh, God's Hate. Uh, I used to play in other bands, but that's those are the two bands that are doing stuff. I play for another band, but I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it.
0: Is it like a new band or a band that's been around?
1: Well, let's put it this way. Um, I was also playing for Harness for a little bit. And then, yeah, I'm playing for Harness is what I'm trying to
0: say. Okay, for sure. Uh, Great band.
1: Yeah, it's good shit. I like it.
0: Okay, that's awesome. I wanted to... um, start off with uh your current band the, the one that you sing for constrict yeah um it's actually kind of funny how i i find out about you guys i was at um i can't remember which show it was but i was at the observatory and whatever show i was at had just ended and, and i was leaving and taylor young was outside passing out flyers for the final forced order show And I just took that opportunity to bug him and ask him about uh, Disgrace, because I'm a huge fan of Disgrace Mm -hmm. as well. And I was talking to him. I was like, hey, like, what's up with Disgrace? Um, You mentioned there's supposed to be like a new record out in 2018. And he basically told me, he was like, "Um, yo, to be honest, Disgrace is pretty much done. Um, You should just listen to Constrict. They uh, sound like Disgrace, but they're better. And I was like, OK, cool. Like, I'm definitely into that because because at that point I, I wasn't familiar with the band. Um, yeah. But but he kind of pointed me in the right direction. And that's how I found out about you guys.
1: That's sick, man. He's been um, he's been really like written for us and like just getting our name out there, I guess. And um, pretty much half a Disgrace, you know, Kyle and Leo are playing guitar and then I have Gage and. Uh, Gage and Josh, uh, playing bass and guitar. I mean, bass and drums, holy shit. Um, yeah. So it's pretty much half a Disgrace. Uh, and we're fucking sick, dude. I don't know.
0: So how did the, the band come together? What did you guys form while Disgrace was still doing their thing? Or what did that happen? after Um,
1: the it was like, okay. So the original idea of the band was just gonna be me. So I was gonna play all of the instruments. And then um you know, I recorded like I do demos at my house. Like I just use garage band. Um I plug my guitar into an audio interface and I just, you know, program drums. So I was doing that for like I wanna say uh like a couple months and then I, I like kept you know, writing songs. And I was like, man, I hate this. Like, I don't I, like nothing was catching my attention. And I think I was just being way too hard on myself. So I sent a couple songs to Kyle and I was like, Hey man, I want to do something. Like, would you be able to help me out and like, you know, help me write some stuff. And he listens to it and he sends back, uh, I forgot what song it was. I think it was one of the songs off the, uh, the demo, or the blood is uh, sweeter from enemies, uh, demo. And it was sick. And I was like, man, should I just st- start finding other people? So I asked, uh, Kyle, if he thought Leo would be into it and then Leo was into it. And then Leo happened to know gauge from their job and then gauge knew Josh from their band momentum. And we, I was like, it was like, it kind of happened naturally. Like one, le- one thing led to another and, uh, we just have a full band now. <laughs> it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, also, yeah. i I think it's cool how things just kind of like come together when, like when you least expect it, cause you are just at home, yeah. you know, just recording stuff and it just kind of came to fruition.
1: Yeah. Honestly, writing music by yourself is fucking lame. Like, cause it's just you and like, well, especially me. I'm like hard on myself and I I want things to sound a certain way, but like, I just, I'm like, oh, that sucks. And like, I keep going back and forth and back and forth. Like I have no other, like other people telling me like, oh, that part's cool. Or like, yeah, let's do that. Um, Yeah. um, It's cool that I have other people like helping me write music and stuff.
0: So with the demo um, You guys recorded three songs Were um, all those songs uh, Written by you and Kyle
1: Yeah so I wrote The basic like outline Of the song And then um I sent him to Kyle and Kyle sent him back And he was like This is what I'm gonna do And then uh, Sorry give me one second I think my dog is like It's all good Crazy <laughs> I think he thinks he hears me in the room and he's starting to bark.
0: Oh, because <laughs> you're um, speaking on your microphone so he can hear you?
1: Yeah, he can hear me talk through the microphone so he thinks I'm talking to someone else.
0: Oh, okay, so he probably just wants to come <laughs> hang out.
1: I think so. Hold on. let me Let me open the door really quick and I'll get back to you. Hold on. Yeah. Give me one second.
0: No problem. It's all good.
1: Live recording.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. This is what happens on the podcast. We're keeping it going live.
1: Just me. It's only me. Oh my god! Ah!
0: Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, he got freaked out for a second. He thought someone else was in here.
0: For sure, it's it's all good. Right next. No issues. Oh my god! Hold on. That's him. For sure. That's awesome. It's
1: good stuff. But yeah, um, so I wrote um those three songs and Kyle kind of made them better, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, they were just uh, they were just skeletons when I sent it to him, and then he just made them sound insane. And now we have like newer songs. Um we played we've played two of them live. But um, now we have like five songs, I think, brand new songs.
0: Oh, five new brand new songs! That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask because you guys put out the—would um, you call that an EP? The blood is sweeter from enemies.
1: Um, I would call it a demo more than anything. But I like naming my stuff. Like, I think if you should put something out, you should name it. Like, even if it's a demo. Okay. Unless it's like a, a basic hardcore band. Like, you know, if it's like, you know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I if don't it's know. a basic... <laughs> don't want to throw anybody under the bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to like be like, you know, this is how you should do it, but I think it's it's important to name your stuff, and it's important to like uh, have respect for your whatever you put out artistically. So, uh, if you feel like the need to call it like demo 2018 or something like that's cool. But if you name it, like, I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> if you name it something, then I, I, it's more important to you or to me personally.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely back that. I think it's cool to um, give it like more of an identity than just calling it like a demo. Cause, um, that is really basic.
1: Yeah. It's like to me, that tells me you're either, You know, just trying to just do like basic hardcore or just like you had no idea what you're going to call this fucking thing. So you just put demo 2018. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's just like, all right yeah
0: all right well we will just call it by its name uh bloody sweeter from enemies uh you guys put out uh the the three songs uh it was like last summer well not i I guess technically not last summer uh summer of 2017 um and we're almost at the end of 2018 do you guys have any plans to record anything new
1: yeah uh we're just trying to get all the um the kinks out of the song and try to, you know, just make the best possible music. I think you are, especially with me, this, this project is really personal to me because I start, it started with just me. So it's kind of like, I I have to make the best possible music I can possibly make and make it different from what everybody else is doing and uh, just make it sound good. And yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of want to um, ask about the lyrics. Uh, I, I really like um, when bands put their lyrics um, on their band camp page. So it's uh, yeah. cool for people to, you know, read along and learn the words. Um, but all the lyrics uh, seem like really um, like pissed off and like evil. Is, is that like the general message you want um, for the band?
1: Um, It's not the general message of my band. Like, I don't want I don't want people to get the wrong uh, idea about what the band is about, because the band is just an entity of um, just evil shit, you know? I mean, this, like, everybody goes through um, certain things in their life where they're it's very negative and it's very dark and not depressing, but very hostile at moments and at times. Um Growing up, it was, it was really, it was really hostile and it wasn't from the outside world, but it was from the inside world. So it started from the inside and then, you know, just seeped it way through the outside. So all that, uh, evilness and frustration and, uh, hostility towards the outside world, is uh, it's pretty dominant in this band. Like I, I'm not very, I'm not very political in a way. Well, uh, I I do believe the uh, progression of humanity but I also want it to suffer. <laughs> it's like the study of mankind like there's things about it where I I want us to be exterminated, you know. I want it to be fucked, <laughs> like, you know, what I mean? but I also want it to survive cuz there's also good things about life and you know all this good shit that we take for granted you know and um i guess with the lyrics it's just gonna it's gonna come off negative but and at the end of the day it's all for a positive reason
0: okay I'm, I'm definitely into that i'd um definitely get what you're saying about uh how you want like you know things to be gone but like there's like good things um about life Um, it's just so hard to figure everything out because I, I feel, uh, you know, as I grow older, I just, I'm becoming a little more like confused. Like I I don't have it all figured out. Like I thought I would by now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just turned 27 in July, so it's like the older I get, the more cynical I get and the more, um, sadistic i get you know what i mean it's just like over time i'm just getting more and more like i don't know like mentally like stronger you know so i mean that's what the whole thing is about with uh constrict and with the lyrics just like trying to be uh more than what you really are for either the progression of the world or the destruction
0: of it I'm definitely into that and oh, you know,
1: so, I, I can't Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, It's uh, what I try to leave to the listener is like that thing, that idea in particular, like you can either go one way or the other. You can go left or right. You can go good or evil at the end of the day. It, it'll be, you know, it'll be in the same direction. It's not this way or that way. It all goes to one thing. Where it all goes to one go, It all goes to one direction
0: Yeah, that, that's really deep Now you got me yeah. thinking
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. okay
0: Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely into that Now I gotta think about my decisions More since um, we're all gonna End up in the same place
1: Exactly, I mean Not to be like Well, yeah, I'm gonna be dark And just say, you know, we all end up In the ground and you know, what you do affects your memory of life. So, you know, try to live instead of trying to die, I guess. You know, if you want to die, that's that's your decision. But, you know, if you want to live, that's also your decision, too. But at the end of the day, uh, it's one direction.
0: Yeah, I I feel like these days I find myself trying to just enjoy my days as much as possible, just trying to cut out all the bullshit and just do things that make me happy.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, you kind of have to stand your ground with certain um, positions you you put yourself in, you know? Like, if you have an idea, you should definitely – Do it. You shouldn't be held back by like your fears or insecurities. You should just do it. So, I mean, another reason why I started the band, because, you know, God's Hate was doing touring like nonstop. So I was just like, oh, man, this is I'm having a really good time. And then but I had that idea of doing a band by myself and having that, you know, having something of my own, because I I sang for a band before and I was like, man, this is really cool. I kind of miss doing it. So I just, you know, created something and I, that's all I want to do with like music and stuff. I don't want to stop. Like, I also don't want to say I'm going to be like 45 and creating music, but I think I'm going to be a lifer. So I'm going to be 45 creating some type of music.
0: And I think it's awesome. I think this scene definitely needs like talented people like you um, to put out good music because it's um i think it's hard to start a band and actually maintain it because it's a lot yeah. of work you know
1: yeah you don't realize it's like it's not just you it's like four other people or three other people you know what i mean so you have to well especially with me i have to like you know figure out who's doing what what's going on with their other bands or like what's the work schedule like what's you know what's what's our idea about What's the next thing going to be? So I kind of have to share my idea, which I kind of don't like, but I kind of do like, because together you could probably find or do something really, really cool and figure out something that you're going to be proud of at the end of the day.
0: And speaking of your other bands, uh, God's yes. Hate, um, yeah. is it fair to say uh, things have kind of slowed down with that band?
1: Um, It has, but we're also we're working We're doing something. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We're not done.
0: So um, are you breaking news? Is there a new record on the way?
1: I don't know. You'll figure it out.
0: (laughs) Okay, because I was um, was honestly sad when you guys uh, didn't play the forced order final um, show.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we had some personal stuff. I had to, you know, or me and Nate had to go do some stuff and with his family or with his, um, yeah, with his family. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed out we didn't play because I, I loved Forced Order and I still do and I still think they should have just kept going. But, you know, that's, that's their decision. It's, it's their decision to stop being a band, you know, but they went off on a, I think, undefeated because all of their songs are fucking amazing. So it's like, I think it's kind of cool that it, they were just like, all right, see you guys later. Like, we're not going to do it anymore. But I also think it's kind of sad because, you know, I I loved seeing them and I always thought they were, like, a really, really, really underrated band and I thought they needed more love and I thought they could be, you know, the next Integrity or something because, you know, they had that Cleveland vibe but they also had the California vibe. Um, But yeah, I'm... I'm really bummed out we didn't play but I mean, there's always next time, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. T- to be honest, I'm surprised, uh, force order decided to call it quits so early. Yeah. And, and, and it's weird too, because, um, like all the guys in the band are in other bands, so it's not like they're leaving hardcore. Um, they just get to, I guess, focus more time on their other bands.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what their decision or what the reason was. I think, um, I think they just needed to focus on whatever they needed to focus on, and you know, it happens. All the all the good ones go early. That's why when when I see kids talk about you know online, like oh my god, I'm gonna go off for this band or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. When I see this band, like most of the times they're scared to do it, like they're scared to go off and stuff. And I think it's, I think it's kind of weird because. The Internet is a plague in itself, but I don't think you should use it to express or say that you're going to do something like you should just do it. It's not. It's not that hard to do something, you know, it's not hard to like mosh or dance or like stage dive or sing along to a song. It's not hard. It's just you just have to do it. But I think people needed to do that for forced order. They just needed to go off and
0: have a good time. Yeah. There's too many people. I don't know what's up with my throat right now. It's being really like phlegmy. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, there's like too, too many people online, like, uh, saying what they want to do, like making too many announcements and not enough action.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless you're gonna quit something, I guess, uh, I guess the internet presence is like, Oh, I'm not going to be in this anymore. I guess that's okay. But I mean, you're free to do whatever you want. It's just, it's, I think it's funny when people like, Oh, I can't wait to go off for this band. Like most of the times when people say that they just, they're in the back or something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And they want to say it to be cool.
1: They want to say it to be cool. And I think it's weird. It's like, come on, man, just, just go off. Who cares? Like no one gives a shit. Like if that is the message I'm going to leave to the future generation of hardcore. It's that no one gives a shit, mosh as hard as you can and learn how to stage dive. And that's all I can give you.
0: Yeah, it's so weird because, um, like, I've been into hardcore since, like, 2002 is probably, like, the first show I ever went to, and back then, the internet, like, social media wasn't really a thing, like, I think MySpace was around, so, like, it wasn't, like, that big of a deal, And like hardcore, um, even though it's still underground, um, it was like way more underground back then. So like seeing a hardcore kid out in public was like a rare thing. And like, you'd be like really curious and want to know like who they are. Yeah. Um, But now it's just like so common. Like you see people, um, you know, all the time because on Twitter, um, people, you know, flexing on Instagram and yeah, it's just, like, I, I don't really know how to process everything because it's, like, still so new. So I just kind of, like, just try to, like, stand back and watch and just, like, observe, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the culture because it's just so weird to me how, um, like, the internet has changed hardcore, I think, for good and for bad.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely brings out all the, the weak people and, like, the um, the trolls of the fucking internet. But, like, you know, the people that always have an opinion about something are generally wrong about it. You know, they like, I know for a fact that if someone has an opinion about hardcore, they're not a hardcore kid. They're not, they're like from something else. They're like, Oh, I go to fucking, uh, what's that band? Like miss may I shows or like, you know what I mean? Like they're like deathcore kids or like they're pop punk kids, which is fine. But like they have an opinion about something that they're not going to shows and they're not enjoying bands, really. So I think it's funny when they're like, oh, this is the way it should be. It's like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. If anything, it needs more of uh, more life. It needs more energy and needs more more bands coming out. But I mean... In 2018, I think it's like, it's not the peak of hardcore, but it's definitely the greatest year. There's so many bands that are fucking amazing right now. So I think people need to stop saying shit on the internet and just fucking go see a band. Stop
0: saying shit. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people... Um, sometimes, uh, go to hardcore shows for the wrong reasons, um, not really to support the scene or, you know, um, promote like new bands or bring in like new kids who are actually into the music.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell which kids are going to leave by next year or they're going to find something else. I mean, I've been going to shows since I was like 16 and like I, I started playing in a band when I was 18 or 19. So I was like. You know, I was in, I was into it, and once I saw, well, once I saw it, I was just like, I'm never leaving, and I'm never. There's nothing else, you know. This is it for me. So, I don't know about other people. I don't know how other people feel, but this is, this is my shit.
0: So, yeah, it's definitely foreign t- for me. I can't imagine like waking up one day and being like, you know what, I, I think I'm gonna grow <sighs> up and stop listening to hardcore and going to hardcore shows.
1: I mean, it happens, but also like those same people get into like, I don't know, like do metal or like EDM and then they get all bitter and
0: yeah, all jaded,
1: yeah. all jaded about it. And they're just they're like, Oh, I remember when I was a hardcore kid. It's like, Oh, that's really cool, man. It's yeah. good stuff.
0: It's like, no, you were never a hardcore <laughs> kid. You were just somebody who just hung around.
1: Yeah. They're, they're most of the times they're just hanging around and you don't see them anymore. And I mean, good riddance, honestly, we don't need them. Yeah. there's like there's tons of other people from other places that'll go out of their way to come to like fests and stuff and then there's like new areas in in america even in europe and all that other stuff like japan and whatever like they're still about it so i don't know i think it's uh i think hardcore is thriving i mean i can't wait until all the california bands just come back a and just whoop everybody's ass with music.
0: Yeah. I I try not to be biased because I'm from Southern California, but yeah, there's just like way too many good bands from down here.
1: Yeah. There's, there's too many. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. I mean, to be a part of it and to be like, you know, to be a part of it and to be the wave of California hardcore, I think it's, it's really cool. I mean, this is the only thing I've ever wanted, <laughs> you know, just to be in a band and just to say, like, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles hardcore and I'm fucking here, dude.
0: Yes. Yeah. LAHC has spawned uh, a ton of legendary bands. Uh, you said you, you um, first started a band when you were um, 18 or 19. Uh, what yeah. was the name of that band?
1: I think... Uh the first band I ever started was called Slave, and I, I sang for that band. And at the same time, I uh, I met Nate from God's Hate. We were in a band called Sleepwalkers for a while, and that was with uh, some other kids from the valley, which was uh, me, Aldo, Guzzi, and uh, John, and who else was in the band? Yeah, that was us. That was the first like thing things that I've done. So I wasn't actually in a in a a band i was in bands when i was 18 or 19 but slave never did anything and sleepwalkers um sleepwalkers was more of like a touring thing so we i just stuck with that and then slave just fell off and you know no one gave a shit anyway so (laughs) about slave but uh sleepwalkers was fun i mean that taught me a lot it was the first tour i ever went on so it was uh first tour i ever went on was sleepwalkers and incendiary and that was the first time in southern california i believe there was another band but i keep forgetting their name but it was three days and a uh, where was it it was pomona uh i want to say was it fresno i don't know i think it was like sacramento i remember the sacramento day and it was the first time i've ever been to sacramento and i think the last one was uh i think it was fresno i think it was at uh cyc or something like that but uh that that was the first tour i went on so that was really fun like i don't know
0: that's a awesome first tour incendiary is amazing
1: yeah and it was the first time like they ever came out here so it was just like man this band's gonna be huge and look at them now they're (laughs) fucking killing it so i mean kudos to those guys
0: yeah, it's crazy how um, like they're so big, but they're not that active.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome, and I think it's that's the the working man's hardcore. You know, they all like I think they all have like big boy jobs and stuff. So it's just like yeah, whenever we get a weekend free, whenever there's a holiday, we'll fucking we'll play. Or whenever there's a fest, they'll play. I mean, I love seeing them. They they kill it.
0: Yeah, they definitely um, have great records and it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's so cool that whenever they do play, it's like a like an event because people know, like, this is like the one time I'm going to catch them because it's going to be a while till they play again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love that idea, but I also think, like, they they would kill it either way. Like, if there were a touring band, like, touring 100 days out of the year, like, you know what I mean? They would kill it. They would, they would just kill every show and people love seeing them and they always uh they always have a good reaction so it's always good to see because uh that first tour was cool but like no one i mean only a couple people cared but it was it was fun that was the the main part it was just fun yeah
0: but I yeah, feel like that's um, like the most important part is to like enjoy what you're doing because like as soon as it starts to feel like work like i, I just want to get out and do something else
1: yeah, and I think that's another reason why people get like over being in bands, or like the bands just get tired or something like that, just because they tour so much. I mean, it's like you either love it or you don't. You adapt it or you don't. So, I mean, whatever. And uh, yo, really quick, uh, okay. what was your fir- what was your like your first show? What was the venue you went to as a kid?
0: My first venue, um it was the Glass House whoa yeah so th- this was um yeah i'm pretty sure it was, um God, i can't remember w- what show it was but it was like a bigger show
1: it's a big show my uh, so the only reason why i ask is because uh i think we mentioned like just going to sh- like when we started going to shows uh-huh um i can't remember my first show i think i rem- well shout out to the san fernando valley and having the greatest venue of all time in my opinion, the Cobalt Cafe. And be- because of that, because of that venue, I wouldn't have seen so many fucking awesome bands. Like I saw Jesus, every California band you can think of like internal affairs, piece by piece, like soul search. Uh, fuck. There were so many bands that played like alpha and omega ruckus. Uh, I saw nails their first show or one of their first shows with uh taylor and there was like 11 people and i think it was <laughs> i think colin was the only person moshing but it was it, that shit blew my mind and like look like fucking look nails now they're fucking huge and um i just want to shout out cobalt cafe because it's not there anymore it's a fucking tile store now some wild fucking shit happened, but it taught me that, you know, you got to be, you got to be tough, man. You got to get over it. If you get hit in the face, who cares? Just keep going.
0: You know, do you know why the venue closed down?
1: Well, I don't know why, but I also know that the people that work there were fucking pieces of shit. So I only assume there are They're just not making money or like they were just over it and wanted to go on to the next thing. But yeah,
0: I think the, like my favorite show that I ever went to at the cobalt cafe, uh, I can't remember. uh, Maybe it was like, uh, 2011 or 2012, one of those years and, um, down to nothing played, they played in like December and it was like their only West coast date for the entire year I think it I was, was there, just like actually. a madhouse.
1: Yeah, I think was it like a full fucking room of just like I think there was like a 100 people there.
0: Yeah, it was packed out, like literally like it was just people like crawling on top of people to get to the front to sing along.
1: I think I remember that, man. Jesus Christ, it's been like years since I thought of that. But that was fucking nuts. Like that place used to get so packed and it used to be so hot in there, but it was just like. 100 people just going off and it's just like it was kind of like um it would remind me of like seeing like shows at like cbgb's with like bad brains like that video on youtube where they're just fucking people throwing themselves and slamming and shit it was kind of like that but like in the san fernando valley like to me it's like it's the same thing because you put 100 kids at the cobalt and it looks exactly like that (laughs)
0: <laughs> did, did you ever go to the showcase theater
1: uh no it closed and i think it closed around the times i started going to shows what year did it close
0: i'll tell you, i don't remember what year it closed
1: i feel like it was like 2008 or something or i could be wrong but i can't remember dates or anything like that so sorry if i fuck anything up uh but i, I never had a chance to go to showcase theater uh what was that uh, shit in riverside like pharaoh's den or something
0: oh yeah that, that was like off like university that was um put on by those uh the, by the sos guys right
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was put on by that that was like their first like their first ever shows and i think uh i think uh, i'm trying to remember like there's so many good venues back then and then they just like, kind of die out and stuff like uh I remember going to Pomona all the time for Aladdin juniors. Like that was another venue where like you pack a hundred kids in a room and it's like, it was fucking crazy. I remember death right. threat. Uh, I went to see them when they started playing shows again and they played uh, Pomona and it was fucking insane. It was people beating the shit out of each other and it was fucking crazy. And any times of all it was just, uh, you know, madness. And it was fucking great.
0: <laughs> Why they stopped booking shows at that place.
1: Um, well, number one, it's a restaurant and then it's, uh, it's a venue. (laughs) You know, I mean, I, I think those two don't mix and, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was better as Aladdin juniors, but it's funny because I actually saw, uh, an episode of, uh, a Gordon Ramsey show. I think it was probably called hell's kitchen or something or like not hell's kitchen, but one of his shows where he remakes, uh, A restaurant, and he like kind of rejuvenates them. I forgot what the show is called, but they do a show in Pomona, and it's at a fucking. That's at the same place. Like it's it's Aladdin Juniors, but it's before it was a Mediterranean place. It was like a fucking. I don't even know what it was. (laughs) They didn't have like a set menu or anything like that. But I was like, man, that's Aladdin Juniors, and it's just fucking Gordon Ramsay trying to help these idiots run a restaurant. But uh, I'm pretty sure they sell that place all the time and they get new owners. I don't don't even know what it is now. The last time I went there, it was like a pizza and wing place.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I haven't been there in a long time. I know there's, there's still
1: shows, but I know they... I don't know who books them, though. I know there's still Pomona kids and... You know, there's still kids coming from Riverside and shit for shows, but I, I don't know if there's still shows there.
0: I think my like favorite show that I ever saw there was when uh, Turnstile first came to California and they played. I don't know if you were there. Oh, then. Yeah,
1: night. yeah. I think I was there.
0: Yeah, we'll that's
1: good. Sh- there's so many fucking shows where I'm just like, oh yeah, I think I was there. Like I'm pretty sure I was there. Yeah, because but- that was the thing to do on the weekends. It was just like there's either a show at Pomona or a a show somewhere else. And that was, I mean, it's still the thing to do. I I try to go out to shows more often just because I worked at a a restaurant for a while, so I couldn't go out at night. (laughs) But now I have like a normal job where I work nine to five and I can enjoy my nights if I feel like it, you know, but um, yeah, I I could just remember going to Land Junior's on the weekends and just enjoying a show
0: um going back to the pharaoh's den did you ever oh, go to yeah, yeah. any of those shows out there
1: i can't remember which shows i went to but i think i went to some of the the first like soul soul Surge show okay or the
0: um
1: was there a pre-show for santa fury over there or am i
0: crazy i remember an after show
1: i think i went to the after show
0: it was um because that was the one show i was going to bring up it was uh kids like us uh the mongoloids and um god who else was on that uh oh and bitter end
1: fuck i can't remember if i was there i have the worst memory for being a straight edge guy like i'm fucking i'm straight edge but i can't remember my fucking birthday sometimes it's like insane
0: it's all right but there's I so many things to remember. <laughs>
1: That's true. I kind of, I don't know. My mentality is like, all right, what's going on right now? And then if I remember it down, down the line, then that's sick. But I can't remember if I was there. Okay. I remember driving like for three hours one time and it was just like, fuck, <laughs> why don't we get there? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, uh, those were like Riverside shows were always fucking cool, but like, they were just so fucking far
0: yeah the pharaoh's den um like the the only other show that i can uh, remember up there that i was really into was um it was uh backtracks first time out here and they played with a uh, cruel hand and rotting out damn that's crazy yeah it, it was the craziest thing because like i'm pretty sure when, when they came out here they only had like the demo and, and like a couple other songs fuck
1: Man, there's so many shows where I just don't remember like if I was there. I'm pretty sure I was. It's either like I was there or wasn't there, but I just can't remember. But now it's just like um, if there's a show now, I'll, I'll go like that. I don't know if you were at the terror show in L.A., but that was fucking awesome.
0: No, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it out because I had worked the next day and I work really early in the morning. So it just gotcha uh, didn't make sense for my schedule.
1: Yeah, I mean, it always sucks missing a show, but like, if you're there, uh, it was, you know, if you were there, it was fucking awesome. It was like the venue was like some fucking warehouse, but like you go inside and it's like a fucking fully functional warehouse, uh, not warehouse, a uh, fully functional venue. There was like two bars, there was like a merch setup. there was like an outside smoking patio and like there was an actual PA system. It was it was kinda crazy.
0: How big was the stage? It was
1: kind of like a medium size, like you know, you could fit a whole band on there comfortably, but you know, you can obviously bump into somebody. But there was enough room to like move around and stuff. And um that shit was fun. Like that was a a long time for me because or it's been a long time for me because uh you know, that whole bill and that whole like all those bands were fucking awesome like i don't know who played first i think candy played first and then i caught myself just you know in that fucking pit bro i'm just kidding um no i i was uh i was moshing and stuff and then uh yeah then i started playing and i fucking started moshing and like i don't know i forgot who
0: played after that who played after that um the harm's way or backtrack
1: Oh, uh, it was actually Harm's Way. I was trying to figure out if it was Backtrack that played first, but I believe it was harm play, Harm's Way that played after that, and then I fucking started moshing. <laughs> yeah, but that was a, that was a that was a fun time, man. I haven't like consecutively moshed for one band after the other after the other in a very long time, so it kind of like brought back some some memories, dude. Like, I remember being fucking you know 18 and 19 just going off for every single band like i would like something about a band and i would just go off and then uh nowadays i'm just like fuck man i'm old this shit's gonna hurt tomorrow
0: yeah i was at a show a couple weeks ago um my buddies and dare had a record release
1: ah uh, yeah that looked awesome
0: yeah it was definitely a fun show uh but i you know did a little bit of moshing during Dare. And I don't even know what I did. Like, I didn't, like, really hit anybody. But um, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old. But I, like, messed up my shoulder. And, like, it's still in l- a little bit of pain to this day.
1: Now, advice for, like, all the older heads that want to get in there? Just start stretching. <laughs> Just start fucking doing a basic stretch. And I guarantee you'll be fine. Like do like 10 minutes, no, not even 10 minutes, like do five minutes of like stretching your arms, stretching your legs and just stretching out your back and you will be fine. Like it's not that bad. Like once you warm up your body, it should be fine. But right. th- that's uh, that's all to my older heads out there, dude.
0: <laughs> all right. Next show we'll get um, a, a little uh, group meetup so we can do group stretching before we hit the pit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, twenty five and older
0: allowed. <laughs> Damn, twenty five. I'm almost thirty. So twenty five <laughs> sounds so young to me.
1: That's well for me. That's when your body starts deteriorating. <laughs> that's when your body's like, "Fuck, man, I need some ibuprofen."
0: Yeah, it's like, all right, we we've been in that's hardcore all- long enough. We gotta uh, take a break. We, we yeah, gotta just all- be the guys that stand in the back.
1: Yeah. It's all downhill after 25. I'm just kidding. Nah, I feel like I'm more active now that I, uh, now that I, you know, I work out and I, um, you know, I train Muay Thai. And, uh, now that I do that, I feel like more limber and more like feel stronger. So I'm like, man, if I do this, I'll be fine tomorrow. You know, cause moshin at a show is nothing like a hard day at training and you're just like fuck everything hurts god damn it <laughs> and then uh you know it's not it's not as bad as like working out honestly so what i guess i would suggest all my older heads start stretching and start working out and shows will get easier
0: where do you train Mu- muay thai at uh
1: this place and uh like five minutes from my house in chatsworth uh called uh, yokaban um, it's Sean Yokoban. It's um, it's a new place. They used to be at a, I believe it was called. They had like another affiliation, but they like one of the trainers started doing his own thing, and he was still affiliated with the gym. I believe it's called Kings, and then Kings is more of like a MMA based uh, jujitsu, and then Muay Thai. So it's all those three together. So it's like a Muay Thai gym, or no, uh, MMA gym. But um, they started on another location and they just moved to this location, which is crazy because it's like five minutes from my house. But yeah, I could literally walk there, but I'd rather drive because I know I'm not going to want to fucking walk after I'm done.
0: Damn, that's actually pretty cool. Like uh, Kings MMA is in Orange County.
1: Is it an Orange County thing? I feel like there's so many like Kings or like legends or. You know, there's always that name that's part of like the MMA community. Like, I don't know, there's like so many.
0: Yeah, well, now I'm just curious if it's actually um, related to the, the um, Kings MMA out here, or if it was just like a different Kings.
1: I think it is a different Kings because I know the one you're talking about. Like, um, I know the guy that runs, run one of the trainers, a uh, crew Lewis. He's, like, the Muay Thai guy, and he's the uh, jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, I think he runs it, but I don't think they're affiliated. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's so many, like, if you're, if you're into, like, the MMA community or, like, the jiu-jitsu community, there's so many, like, academy jiu-jitsu. There's so many, like, kings MMA. Like, there's so fucking many of those things. So you never know if they're affiliated. Like, there's so many, like, Gracie... Gracie bar gyms and like you know you don't know you never know if they're affiliated so you're just like all right I guess it's its own thing
0: yeah but, there's uh, definitely knockoff Gracie gyms out here in Orange County and I, I think it's so funny whenever I drive by them
1: yeah it's uh well the Gracie thing is fucking weird because there's like I think they're like divided into two like there's there's uh there's one family of Gracie and then there's another family Gracie and they like beef. I think like they, they have like internal family beef, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. There's way too many Gracie's for me to keep up with that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. It's just like one family beefs, the other one, but you never know which one. I don't know. I think, I don't know. It's like an old family of jujitsu. So I'm pretty sure there's fucking bad blood somewhere. And I'm pretty sure if you're a family of ass kickers, you're going to fucking butt heads.
0: Yeah, a bunch of alpha males in the same room. They want to fight each other.
1: Which is fucking, I support it 100%. Like if you want to fight your family, that's cool. But, uh, you know, I don't know. If you want to keep it divided, that's sick. But I don't know. I don't know what the beef is, but uh, it's cool.
0: I think think it's crazy that you live in Chatsworth because from where I'm at in Orange County, that place is so far.
1: Yeah, uh, it's pretty far from Orange County. But uh, yeah, it's like the, if I were to describe it, or if you live in the valley, you know what I'm talking about. So it's like the beginning of Chatsworth. So it's still Canoga Park, but it's like north. So like the next street over is considered Chatsworth. So, technically, I live on—I live in Chatsworth, but it's technically Canoga Park. You know, it's like the beginning of Chatsworth. I don't no, so know.
0: You're, like, right on the border.
1: Yeah, I'm right on the border. So, it's just, like, when I tell people where I live, they're like, oh, what streets? And I tell them what streets. And they're like, is that Chatsworth? And I'm like, I think it's considered Chatsworth. It's either considered Chatsworth or Canoga Park. I have no fucking idea.
0: Yeah, I used to work for this uh, merch company. And we uh, did business with this other merch company out in Chatsworth. So sometimes I would have to drive a U-Haul from Cosa Mesa all the way up to Chatsworth and back. It was so bad during the week because of traffic.
1: Yeah, traffic makes it worse. What what merch company was it in Chatsworth?
0: Uh, Killer Merch. I never heard of that
1: i thought it was something else i don't know why i asked
0: (laughs) oh no for sure it's all good yeah it's a killer merch it's like where uh jeffree star has like all of his merch like where like he does all his like cosmetics and everything
1: oh that's pretty dope
0: yeah it it was crazy it was like um like a like a crazy operation (laughs) uh we just had to like drop off um stuff like jobs that they would give us and um, it was a pretty interesting um, warehouse. Like, you go in there and it's all pink, and uh, you can see, like, all the Jeffree Star logos everywhere and his, like, crazy makeup that all the girls, like, die over.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, my personal opinion, opinion about that guy is he fucking sucks, and I think he's, like, a low key racist. But crazy shit, and, uh, I, I should say high key racist. There's a lot of shit out here in Chatsworth that's the, uh, Porn capital of the world.
0: Oh, really? I had no idea.
1: Um, recently, or more recently, I was um looking for another job. And uh, I applied at this warehouse, and it was like an adult factory. And I was like, man, I didn't realize how close this was. Like, It was five minutes from my house. And I'm like, shit, it's the porn capital of the world. I totally forgot about that.
0: Wait, so were you like packing like DVDs or was it like yeah, sex basically, toys?
1: Basically, um, it was more along the lines of DVDs and stuff. So we would get like DVDs and we would put them away or like reorganize or restock the warehouse kind of thing. But they also sold toys and that was another department. But like it was, it looked like a warehouse that wasn't cleaned for fucking years so they would do like online orders and stuff like that so they didn't really need to clean it but it was just like an old rundown warehouse it looked like it had been there for like like a hundred years or something like that
0: it definitely blows my mind that people are still buying uh porn dvds
1: yeah it's like you can just go online and buy it like it's not that hard
0: yeah, but I don't know. I, I I guess I can look at it like, like for me, I still buy like comic books. I still go to like a comic book store and like pick up yeah. like single issues. So I guess maybe yeah. like that's their thing. They want to collect yeah. uh, the newest porn DVDs.
1: I get that. I understand that. But uh, it's more, it's so accessible now, even with like comic books. So like comic books and porn, they go hand in hand where you can either get it, go to a store. Um, get a the latest copy or some shit um but you can go online I think they have like apps for comic books and they also have apps for porn and shit so I mean whatever your vice is just you know go for it
0: yeah I, I always see kids uh tweeting about some website called Pornhub
1: yeah Pornhub's dope shout out to Pornhub shout out to X videos. those are the two um I'm a fan of both. I support sex workers, you know, okay. do your thing. You
0: know, I support it. Um, I, I've been seeing that a lot on Twitter. I, I don't know how, um, but there's this girl from Texas. She somehow ended up on my Twitter feed and I'm like, okay, she, yeah. she looks pretty nice. So I'll give her a follow, but she's always arguing with people about her being a sex worker. And she was this-
1: part of Texas. Is she from, I can guarantee it's either Houston or some like okay, well, some fucking.
0: Hold on. I'm actually going to pull up her Twitter <laughs> right now so I can, I can tell you exactly where she's from. Dude,
1: um, it's probably Houston. It's, it has to be Houston. Texas is. I want to be very clear about Texas. Um, you got to start beating up all these losers that have like a fucking opinion about Texas and shit. And I don't know. I love Texas. Playing Texas is fucking sick, but like. I don't know. There's like worms or fucking leeches that hang around and have a fucking opinion about shit. That doesn't really like, it's not a big deal, but like they make it about themselves and I think it's crazy.
0: Okay. So I I found her Twitter. She's uh, near like the, um, she's like in between like Fort Worth and Dallas.
1: Gross. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's so crazy because she's always just, uh, tweeting, um, like, and arguing with people about being sex workers and, uh, cause she like always will post, um, like for people to buy her, uh, her nudes and sometimes she'll throw out a freebie here and there. And, um, it always turns into her arguing with people about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a weird thing. That's like your, uh, how do I describe that? Like posting your, you know, buy my Snapchat, you know, buy my premium. Uh, you know, it's like a rough market, I guess. And it's rough business. Cause you always get like, from my understanding, you always get like people that are like, Oh, I'll give you five bucks or like some shit. So I get, I get <laughs> all the cheap bastards are like, I don't have 25 bucks. I have five bucks in my account right now. Let's go. But, uh, it's like a tricky business. I don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of like dancers and stuff or like girls that became dancers and they fucking tell me all the horror stories and shit. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Selling your, your body is cool if you're into that, if you're consenting to that. That's dope. You know, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. but I think if, if I was it, a hot girl, I would do it. Man, if I was a hot girl, I would not know how to act. I'd be fucking i mean be, oh, you don't even know, dude. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. It turns out I'm just like a decent-looking guy, you know. But um, I respect whoever the fuck is selling their their nudes, dude. Because if yeah. you're proud of your body, that's sick. I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm working on it, man. Yeah. Once yeah. I once I get comfortable enough to take my shirt off, I'm fucking doing it every
0: show. It's over.
1: It's over. It's over for all you guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like there's some girls that like, it's just, it's crazy that Twitter, you just get interested in other people's lives and you're like, I don't fucking know this person, but why am I, you know, what is the argument that's going to happen on Twitter today? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, it's like sometimes sometimes you just kind of like see like bits and pieces of it and you're like oh crap like now everybody's talking about it i kind of want to know
1: yeah everybody's talking about it and you're just like what the fuck is going on and it turns out it's either someone from you know texas or someone from fucking what's another state that's filled with like babies i don't even know but let's (laughs) just go with like parts of texas that have like an opinion about something but um
0: it's always that one girl that tweeted um and because i i was looking at your twitter uh, like the other day and i saw that you had arab um that girl who was uh talking about uh tipping their uh waitress slash like oh yeah
1: oh my god i fucking hate that person like oh hot take you're not you don't need to tip your fucking server and i'm like all right this number one This person's never been in the fucking food industry. You know how much it sucks when you don't get tipped? I used to be a delivery driver. That fucking sucked. Like driving 10, 20 minutes out of your way for somebody and like, oh my God, I got horror stories, bro. How much time do you got?
0: Dude, we're good. Let's go.
1: Fuck. All right. I got one. Oh my God. All right. So I worked for an Italian restaurant. I'm not going to say the name, but I was a delivery driver for like fucking two years or something like that. And um, the, the place was really cool. Uh, it was like, it started out as a uh, another Italian kitchen and then became another Italian kitchen. So it was just like, all right, cool. But the, the second version of it from the new owners, they had this uh, thing called uh, Grubhub or whatever. So you order online or whatever. And dude, so people would put in... Um, either a tip from their card, like five bucks or whatever, or like a cash tip. And there was a $3 delivery charge, which was awesome. But there was this one time where this guy like up in the hills of like near universal. So up in the hills of like North Hollywood turning into Hollywood, this fucking piece of shit put in cash tip. And I was at that time, I was just like, I know this guy is either going to give me three bucks or nothing at all. This motherfucker. I drove like 15 minutes out of the way up in the Hills. And when I get there, there's no fucking front door. I have to walk to the back. There's no lights. So I can't see shit. And it's, it looks like I'm going to get murdered. And it's like, you know, I knock on the door, nothing. I knock on the door, nothing. So I'm just chilling for five minutes and I'm like, I got food in my hands. I'm like, fuck, like I have other deliveries. I'm thinking like my head's running at 100 miles an hour. So I call this guy. The phone's fucking disconnected. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Um. So I call the, the fucking Italian restaurant and they're like, hey, where are you? We got orders. And I'm like, hey, can you check this? you know, guys order. Like I tried calling him and he hasn't like picked up. I had been ringing the, the doorbell, been knocking the door and fucking, they were like, this guy's been calling for his order for the past five minutes. And I'm like, I'm at his house. I'm right in front of here. Like I could see his house and, um, they gave me the right number. Cause apparently it was on the fucking Grubhub wrong number. Like it was a wrong number that they gave us. So I like call the right number and I'm like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm right in front of your house. Um, I have your food. It's ready to go. Like I'm here. And like, I'm like, the person on the phone goes, Oh, took you, took you that long? Huh? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm right in front of your house. I've been here for five minutes. I've been knocking on the door. I've been ringing the doorbell. There was no answer. I was a lot nicer. Like, you know what I mean? When you're on the phone at work, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, you know, I've been here for five minutes. I've been knocking on the door. No one seems to answer. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. But really, I wanted to be like, I've been here, motherfucker. Like, where are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, so he finally goes to the door, and it's just a skinny fucking dude. And I, I give him the food. And he, he looks at me, and he just goes, thanks. And closes the door, and I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. Like he gave us the wrong, he knew he gave us the wrong number. He, he knew, I knew he wasn't going to fucking tip anything. Like luckily I had that $3 delivery charge because the, 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 uh, the restaurant like gives that to me. So that was, that was awesome. But this dude, Oh my God. That was like, I couldn't handle like all of the, all of the variables that he was giving me. Like he was, he gave us the wrong number. He fucking I knew he wasn't gonna tip and he like give me an attitude like I did something wrong. But yeah, it's oh, fuck that. You know what? Oh god, thinking about pissing me off, but fuck that girl that said that you don't need to your server, you don't need to tip like your fucking delivery That's crazy
0: yeah i i read that and um i um i don't like know her personally but she used to date one of my coworkers, so i've like met her in person Whoa. before and like i i don't follow her on, on any social media but it's just so weird how she'll like randomly pop up because of like people um like favoriting or like retweeting her her hot takes and i feel like 90 yeah. percent of the time she's just saying that just to try to be like edgy you know
1: well, here's the thing about that, uh, with Twitter and stuff like that, like, uh, there's two, there's two possible reasons people say that shit. It's either because they believe it or they say it for attention. You know, the internet, the internet's fucking crazy. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? Alex Jones, the conspiracy theory guy.
0: Okay. From Texas.
1: <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Fuck. See, see what I mean? From Texas. Um, but he, he makes money, um, forgot what it was i was listening on joe rogan podcast but it was a while ago uh i guess he makes money through like you know selling stuff through his conspiracy theories stuff i I could be wrong but um he just blurts out like all these crazy conspiracies and like he just does it because he gets paid to do it but when people like it's two like variables of things it's like people really believe the. They're dumb, fucking hot takes. Or they're just doing it for, um, for attention. Like, you know, obviously I get it when a joke is funny. Like, I make stupid jokes all the time and I tweet them knowing that they're fucking jokes. Unless I'm being serious and I'm like, yo, fuck this shit or something. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. The shit like that, it's just fucking annoying. Like, fuck your hot take. Fuck your fuck your dumb ass
0: you know what i mean yeah i I wish people would um uh, actually just like be themselves instead of trying to like impress like other people to be cool
1: yeah like even what's that girl's name that wants to fuck her gun so bad that gun girl
0: oh like the college gun girl
1: yeah (sighs) dude she sucks (laughs) <laughs> Any person like that on Twitter or on social media just fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, and I I hate that people give her so much attention because that's all she's looking for. Like she just does this shit for attention. Like all the fucking people like all the crazy Trump people that like, oh, you're gonna take my America, we're gonna make a great America great again. Oh <laughs> like those people suck. <laughs> they just do it because they think it's like either because they're really racist or they're just fucking idiots. And they just want to do it to say like, oh, this is free speech. Oh, look at me. I'm fucking. Oh, President Trump is right. Oh, let's keep our guns. Like guns are fucking sick. I'm uh, Personally, I like guns a lot. But fuck that girl, dude. Fuck her she sucks. And I wish people wouldn't like give her attention. Like what's that thing she just did? Like I saw it, like PETA posted like drinking milk has been like a signifying thing for like, uh, the Ku Klux Klan or like racism or something like that. And she posted a video. She sends a replies with a video of her drinking out of a gallon of like, I want to say whole milk. Cause who knows what that fuck bitch drinks, but she fucking did it. And, you know, to me, that says that she's fucking racist, but I don't think she knows that. I think she's just doing like, oh, look at me. I'm fucking replying with drinking milk with pita. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck her.
0: Yeah, she sounds whack.
1: I mean, I, I don't care if she lives or dies, honestly. Like, I blocked her a long time ago, but I just saw... People reposting it and shit, and I'm like, oh god, this fucking girl again. <laughs> I get it though. I don't know. She mm. just wants attention. Like same with that Brian Sylvia guy. Who's that? Uh, he's the uh Grattata guy.
0: Oh, he's the guy that's always I'm talking about. Uh, uh if it's uh, gay or not, right? Yeah,
1: he's like, yo,
0: if you suck dick, it's not
1: gay. I'm like, oh, really? That's not gay at all. It is. It is gay. <laughs> It's 100% gay. Like, and that's fine. Like, I don't care, I, but like, that's 100% gay. Like I, I will talk to a gay person and be like, yo, sucking dick is gay. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, what are you talking about? But yeah. Brian still was like, yo, sucking dick ain't gay. Like, Oh really? It's not. All right. Cool, man.
0: Yeah. And you know, I feel like this is like part of, um, you know, the, the bad that we have to deal with, with like all the greatness that the internet does bring,
1: yeah, like the fucking, the shoot dance, every, like, dude, okay, I want to say something. All right. Black people on Twitter, black people run Twitter, and I love black people. I love everything cool that black people do, I fucking love, and they run Twitter, they straight up. I will find wow. something hilarious <laughs> on Twitter, and it's because of black people. And I want to say I love black people so fucking much because Whoa. they make Twitter an amazing place.
0: Yeah, there's like a whole separate like uh, part of Twitter. Yo, yeah, They call yeah. it Black Twitter.
1: I love it. I fucking like there's... <laughs> It's like, it's one half is just fucking around. The other half is just like, like really fucking meaningful stuff. But I, I go towards the more funny shit, but like they make everything cool. Like what's that Fortnite, the shoot dance. Yeah. Fortnite? That's from a uh,
0: block boy, JB. My
1: boy. I fucking love that dude. <laughs> I love like, uh, all that shit, dude. I love like, like that's my other love, but, um, uh, I've been listening to like Sheck West and stuff like that. And like what just came out, the new uh, single from Takeoff Solo Record, that fucking song he just released sounds sick. And then Rich Homie Kwan just did uh, a record with, um, I forgot his name. It's like x something. I don't know. Fuck. And then uh, the future Juice World stuff is dope. Yeah, like the, I
0: love that Drug World tape is really
1: sick. Dude, it's sick. And then the. Uh, did Young Thug release something recently? Uh, I no, it. he
0: he was teasing that he's gonna release the um barter six, barter seven.
1: seven.
0: Oh seven!
1: <laughs> I love that I corrected you.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. I I, I I've never <laughs> really been super into Young Thug, so um, he,
1: he's the future, dude. He's the future of rap,
0: sure up. Um, I, I'm I'm really into this uh, younger kid. Uh, his name's Lil Nar. Have you ever heard of him? Whoa, Lil Nar! That sounds dope. <laughs> yeah, um, he's uh, like he tried to go pro um, in skating, but that didn't really work out. So he decided he would try like a rap career, and um, it's actually uh, you know pretty like successful. He's like killing it right now. I'm gonna
1: check that shit out because I love that. I love that stuff. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird in like the hip hop world. Like, it's either. You know, oh man, is that shit's trash or like mumble rap is trash, but like I get it, like there's a lot of shit I don't fucking like, like um what's that dude that just died uh triple X Tantion, or whatever?
0: Oh, okay, X.
1: Yeah, whatever. And that shit sucks. Lil Xan sucks.
0: Yeah, no, he's garbage, like straight up. I, I don't like his uh, music. Dude, there's, there's so much, dude. What's
1: that fucking "Catch Me Outside" girl? I don't even know her real name. I don't even know her rap name, but I know uh, she has
0: a rap song. She goes by uh, Bad Baby. And you know what? Um, I it, it sucks because I feel like she, um, like it's not even like her. It's like her label and everybody's like writing all of her stuff because there's no way yeah. she actually like flows like that.
1: And there's no way. That she talks like that. There's a dude, I saw a video on like TMZ of her talking like normal. Like, she doesn't talk like that. She's not from the fucking hood. Like, it's crazy that like people can make money off this shit. And I don't know, fuck that, dude. I need some like, I need some real shit, man. I don't need fucking someone from the internet deciding to rap and then the rap career takes off and then blah, blah, blah. Unless it's Cardi B because Cardi B is fucking tight.
0: Okay, she just put out a new single. I don't know if you heard that.
1: Uh, it's pretty cool. I don't really like. I vibe it, but it's like it's not her best stuff. I liked her record that she put out. I just I like the way she flows. It kind of it's like it's New York. It's I can hear the New York in it, and um, even with Sheck West, like I can hear like the New York flow and shit. Like it's really simple, but it's it's fucking effective, and it's not like what everybody else is doing because everybody. Everybody and their mom in the rap game are just copping Migos like that. Migos is like the greatest thing to ever happen in fucking rap. Like, honestly, Migos, Gucci Mane, Walkie Flocka and Young Thug. Those are the those are the guys that fucking they do it for me. They fucking if they're on a track, I'm like, yes.
0: What are your thoughts on, uh, Takashi six, nine?
1: Those are my thoughts.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, I thought we got disconnected because there was like a little no, no, silence. No
1: no. No, no, no. Well, that silence is there for a reason. Um, <sighs> dude. let's be real. Let's be honest for a second with, the, with, the like whoever's listening to this or whoever's gonna listen to this, but Takashi Six Nine is literally the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. And if you like that shit, you're fucking dumb. You're a dumb idiot. Cause I mean I get I get it, but also no, you know I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. I I love that. Well. Shout out to YG. I love YG. I think he's fucking sick, and I hope either Chief Keef or YG just beats the shit out of Takashi Six Nine. But I feel like Takashi has like security twenty four seven now.
0: Yeah, he has some crazy like uh, company called like the Shadow Group that like protects him all the time.
1: Oh yeah, that's really cool, man. Yo, if I was if I just decided to rap or some shit, I wouldn't keep security guards, dude. I would just keep my friends around. And then if shit pops off, fuck it, you know? Fuck security. Dude, fuck security rap. six <laughs> 69 is security rap. Sec- security cop calling rap, dude. And he, yeah. dude, fuck him. Honestly. Fuck that
0: shit. Yeah. But yeah. But you just gotta make sure you have the right people around you that are willing to, you know, get into some shit.
1: I mean, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not like, You know, I'm not, I'm not a troublemaker. I can't say that. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not like a troublemaker or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I don't go looking for trouble and I don't like, I don't step on any toes or anything like that. But, um, you know, if something pops off, something pops off and you're either, it's that fight or flight thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I get it. I've been there, um, you know, a couple times, it's kind of scary sometimes, but you know, you just got to do your thing.
1: It's not really scary. It's kind of fun in a way. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I think I'm more scared, um, for the people that I'm with just cause like, um, uh, yeah, like I'm, I, I know I'm okay. I can deal with like whatever happens, but it's just like, you know, it, it's weird when you find out that like the people you're with, like get exposed as like pussies and you're like, Oh, I thought you were actually down. But when shit really goes down, you're your little bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Um no, but like pertaining to hardcore and stuff, hard like all the people I went to shows with, like Guzzi and Aldo and Caesar and like all the dudes from the valley, like they were all fucking they were ready. (laughs) They would they would I think I would start going to shows with them at the same time. They started like punching each other at shows. Like they would just do that for fun. Like they would be in the pit and they would just beat the shit out of each other, and that's I think uh, <laughs> I think this is a video of Minority Unit playing uh, Chain Reaction and Aldo, or like Caesar was singing, and Aldo just fucking decks Caesar right in the face, and it's fucking insane. But uh, yeah, that's how I that's how I started going. That's who I started going to shows with. But um, yeah, uh, rap is dope. Uh, you know I love I love rap coming out and I love people that are fucking doing their thing you know cuz I think uh same thing with the hardcore you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you're like 100% about it I think it's fucking sick like um there's a band Vane Vane from fucking Massachusetts that's fucking dope <laughs> That new record, Arizona, is fucking amazing. And, like, I know they're, like, into other shit that, like, are more, like, post-hardcore or whatever, or like, I don't, you know, they're into other shit, and they, like, they just do that style so fucking well. And, like, I know people listen to it that were from the 90s or whatever that were, like, grew up or went to shows that Converge or dillinger skate plan or anything like that that is remotely similar to that uh they probably say like oh it's better when in the 90s or some shit but i i disagree like Vane is fucking dope i want to talk about Vane for a little bit but you yeah. know that's that that's the that's what sh- um keeps me going in hardcore just because i'm like if they're doing what they want to do and they're like successful at it and there's a, you know, there's a chance for anybody else doing that, but I'm pretty sure there are going to be people or bands that are going to try to copy that style or try to do that and just not be as, I don't know, energetic or as uh, aggressive as they are. Because, uh, uh, what's it, Uh show? Oh yeah. The, they opened for Code Orange, Twitching Tongues. Uh, who else played that show?
0: Um uh I can't remember. There's that one other band. He, it's the guy from oh. uh, Code Orange, his other band.
1: Uh it was like the show in LA. It was Vane, I think Disembody played. They did. Yo, that dude, okay. That show is dope. Vane killed it, and um fuck, Disembody was amazing
0: they're awesome. Like
1: I'm I'm glad I went to that show cuz I'm like i have never seen them and I never saw like I never saw them when they played um, other times in California, but when they played that show they sounded so insane. Like it was fucking unbelievable. They were so heavy. It was it was huge. It sounded like the room was going to fall apart. I'm like, "Man, they're killing it." But yeah, uh that that show was definitely big, and I think uh, Vane is like, if anybody can cross over again, like Code Orange, it's them, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they they don't have um that mainstream sound that like a lot of um people like outside of hardcore could be into.
1: Yeah, I mean I, they're one hundred percent a hardcore band, and I just think they, it's it's only only time will tell when their fucking time is up, and then. You know they'll be signed to a major record label unless they just like say fuck that which is also cool if they're just like no we're just gonna stay on closed casket like fuck the major label bullshit you know um but yeah you know sorry to segue about rap and then going into vain but um
0: no it's awesome yeah. like like i said um there's really no structure to this It's just um you know the conversation no, just kind of goes thing. where it ends up you know
1: yeah that's the thing there's no structure to this like in the beginning where it's like it started in new york city at um you know uh it started in new york city and it just grew out of punk and with punk it just became hardcore and then um you know we got some fucking the groundwork of how this should should be and how bands should function but it, it doesn't need to be like the old ways, I guess, you know, um, in this day and age of like the internet and technology and shit, you can get your band out there pretty far. Like, um, you know, you can put your music on different platforms and shit and you can, you know, you can talk to other people from other countries and, you know, try to start friendships and, and whatnot and uh get your music out there and uh I think if you're if you're trying to be in a band, just go one hundred percent on it and don't fucking listen to what other people tell you unless it's like constructive criticism and it's like your friends being like, yo man I ain't really feeling that like just listen to them and just you know believe that one day you're just gonna people are just gonna fuck with whatever you're doing like no matter what
0: all right. And with that, um, do you have any upcoming shows planned for, uh, God's hate constrict or harness?
1: Um, so with God's hate, I think there's nothing planned, you know, nothing to my knowledge. Uh, you know, we'll play again. We're definitely not, um, we're not playing, we're definitely not, not playing shows, and we're definitely you know, we're still banned. Uh, Constrict is writing. We're pretty much done with the songs. We're just trying to do all the uh, all the fucking annoying stuff, like writing lyrics and and uh, you know just coming up with all that shit and uh, trying to find time to practice, you know. But uh, we're definitely, we're still writing. If anything pops up, I'm definitely more than willing to play or tour or something like that with Constrict. And uh, Harness, we'll see what happens with that. We're definitely still a band, but um, that's as much as I'm going to say about that.
0: All right. That's awesome. Well it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm very, uh, happy that you're willing to come on cause I just, uh, kind of at replied to you on Twitter out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm willing to talk about anything. Uh, but yeah, my Twitter is unstoppable and I will post whatever the fuck I want. And if you think it's funny, that's dope. I'm definitely not doing videos anymore. So stop asking me. (laughs) And I I got, yeah, I got that one and that's all I need.
0: Okay. All right. That that one was pretty popular. A lot of people were into that one.
1: I still can't believe dude. Every day people still like that fucking video.
0: That's, that's crazy. You've made your mark.
1: I guess. I mean, (laughs) uh, I should talk about that a little bit, just like a couple seconds. But the only reason why, all right, the only reason why I did that is because, you know, you would see on Facebook or social media people like doing blackface or like dressing up as Native Americans or even that fucking, wow. Have you seen that one of the um, Boston Marathon victim? No, I haven't. (laughs) Dude, it's fucking crazy. Like someone thought that that would be a good Halloween costume, but like shit like that, like people doing like blackface and shit and like making fun of other people's cultures and painting themselves a different shade of fucking, you know, different shade of whatever color they were going for. But like, I kept seeing that every year and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to be a rich white asshole. (laughs) That's what that was my thing. I just like, all right, fuck these guys. I'm doing my own thing. And then people got upset and people loved it. People still love it, which
0: is crazy. You, you went viral.
1: I went virus dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So no more videos in the future.
1: No more videos in the future. Stop asking me. I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to focus on other shit like music and, art and crazy shit that I'm into. But, uh, yeah, that's my thing. If you like that video, that's cool, but I'm not doing that anymore. And, uh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Um, uh, is there anything you want to plug real quick before we sign off?
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to bang energy drink. Uh, shout out to Los Angeles hardcore Uh, so uh, yeah, shout out to Los Angeles Straight Edge, um, fucking salsa and beer, uh, cilantro. Uh, yeah, you know, just shout out to all my friends and whoever the fuck listens to this. Uh, go fuck yourself.
0: (laughs) All right, well, there you have it that was another episode of the jamie rk podcast always on top
1: even if it makes me blind i just want to see the
0: light breathe in leave it all behind i just want to see the light